It's pretty incredible to think that this team could be so delusional as to completely ignore the reality that is in front of us. Right now, every single metric is pointing to extremely challenging times ahead. In fact, I'd actually argue maybe the president had it right when he said the other night at a dinner party that we might be facing a kind of Armageddon-like scenario. Listen, I'll tell you, I said that actually ages ago. I'm not the president, of course. I'm not the president of the United States. And so it's a little easier for me to throw around terms like that. I don't think it's necessarily great for him to do so. But he said some pretty aggressive stuff. And he was relating it, of course, to Ukraine. I'm relating it to the financial mess that we have gotten ourselves into. I will quote from him. This is what he said uh, last Thursday of last week. At a fundraiser, quote, we have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. He's referencing, of course, October 1962. But we are facing a crisis. He really shouldn't have quite phrased it that way. After all, he is the president. But I'll give him this. We're facing a crisis and he doesn't even understand the complexity of the crisis. And perhaps that's what's most concerning of all. The guy's positively delusional when it comes to what we really are facing, which is Armageddon on the economic front. Consider what's going on in the UK right now. Consider the mass inflation here. Consider the uh, amount of potential defaults we could have even on mortgages, right? As mortgage rates reset, we're now looking at upwards of 7%, the highest rates in 20 years. Can the US withstand this? I'm not so sure we can. I think it's going to be a very problematic time. We're going to get into all of it, including some sound I have to play for you because it really speaks again to this sense of delusion that I think America is going to call the Democrats out on. But before we do that, portions of today's program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. You know, one of the the best ways to hedge long-term some of this inflation, and history has proven this certainly over the last 20 years, but throughout history, is by investing in things like precious metals, things like gold. It can be one of those assets that you look to for diversification. And so I can encourage you to call my friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. They've got a free investing guide that you can download. You can give them a ring and look for some advice. You can get a gold-backed IRA. The reality is the purchasing power of the US dollar continues to decline. And I don't foresee that changing anytime soon because you don't have anybody there in Washington, D.C. that's willing to actually tackle this in terms of our debt and our deficit. If anything, they come up with these you know, crazy terms like the Inflation Reduction Act and think that that's going to do it. Instead, it's made inflation worse. I want you to hear the president just speaking the other day, talking about how apparently all that he's doing is somehow working. You got to be kidding me. You know, I wrote and then signed into law the Inflation Reduction Act. They used to call it the, the, in the press of it has to, poor people have to follow me all over the country. We heard me say it before. It used to be called Build Back Better. And, but we got almost all of it. That Inflation Reduction Act did a lot of things. It had like just a short amount of money, $368 billion for the climate, which is, you know, it did a whole range of things. And, but what it did was it took on special interests in a way that we have in a long time. I know I don't look it, but I've been around for a while. Um, and it's one of the most significant laws in our history when it comes to helping families pay their bills at the end of the month. It actually helps people pay their bills at the end of the month? I, okay. That is political spin. And that is the kind of spin 
that Americans see through in two seconds because everybody knows how much more expensive everything is. I mean, heck, since January, the price of eggs has gone up 96%. You go through the list. We are looking at so many more expenses right now. And so much of that, of course, is food and energy, but it's not just food and energy. So much of this has become embedded into our economy. When you look at the core inflation numbers, which strip out food and energy, which by the way, I don't think you should do. And I've said that all along. I I think that it may show up in food and energy first, but you actually have to look at food and energy to understand what's going on in the overall economy. But when you look at what's going on outside of food and energy, we're upwards of 6%, nearly 7%. So this tells you it's here. It is here. We're at the highest level. We are at the highest level for inflation in 40 years. And guess what? It's happening all while he's out there doing his Inflation Reduction Act. So clearly, it's not reducing anything. In fact, as I said all along, it would increase inflation because all you're doing is pushing more money into all of this stuff, including his 300 and some odd billion dollars into green energy projects at a time when, let's face it, guys, you know what we need? We need affordable energy. Go do your green thing, but do not do it at the expense of the American people. We need to still be able to put food on our tables and gas in our tanks. Here is the former Treasury Secretary under Bill Clinton talking about this very thing and saying, hey, we need a little bit more nat gas. Watch him with Wolf Blitzer on CNN. And that means we need to recognize that whether the issue is energy security or whether the issue is climate, natural gas, despite being a hydrocarbon, mm-hmm. is a good thing, not a bad thing. And the more of it we produce, the better we're going to be. Yeah, the better we're going to be because you know what? We're actually going to be able to afford stuff. So again, it's fine to have your pet projects and it's fine to have long-term goals. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Look at Elon Musk. Look at what he's done for the electric vehicle industry. That was a guy who had some vision that, by the way, the left absolutely hates. You know, he's under investigation right now because of some of his tweets during the whole Twitter deal. Of course, he's under investigation. We had that revealed to us by the uh, by the company itself because they're moving still forward towards some litigation. I don't think the litigation is going to happen. I do actually think that this deal will go through. A little more challenging, of course, because some of the financial backers aren't too thrilled now. But nonetheless, you know, the, the government doesn't like the idea of Elon Musk having that kind of say or that kind of sway and power over such a a free speech kind of vehicle, which it isn't right now. I think that that's what Elon really wants to make it become. But these are things that we need to just own up to, right? We need to own up to, yes, okay, EV and green, that's all good, but you can't do it if you don't have something else to replace things by. This is still a free market economy. They're trying to take that free market power away from us, and that is what is wrong. It's why I feel so passionately about this. It's why I'm here every single day for you. Please, if you have not already, go and subscribe to this podcast on Apple iTunes or on Spotify. It's really important because the more people that subscribe, the more they actually put that out for additional people to subscribe. So go subscribe today. It's all free. And uh, one other organization I just want to tell you about besides my podcast is a great group of people at AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. These guys are actually working really hard every day to make sure that you have the right policies in place for this country so we don't have this kind of inflation. They're making sure that 
lawmakers are paying attention to the stuff that's going to matter for everyday Americans as we move forward. How is it fair that the purchasing power of the U.S. dollar has declined 30% since the year 2000? That's what's happened. So you can't buy as much. And you know what? It's not as though wages are keeping up with this. Wages are not real. Wages are not keeping up with inflation. And so consequently, people can't enjoy the same kind of lifestyle. This stuff matters. And this is what AMAC cares about. So join this group today. They'll give you all kinds of free stuff. So it's, I think it's $16 a year. You're going to make it back in no time with all the free, free discounts on travel and restaurants and hotels and cell phone plans, et cetera. But most importantly, they also help to guide you for things like healthcare. It's kind of like the AARP, except with more conservative values, values that I think you and I very much believe in. So go check them out. AMAC.us slash Regan is the handle that you need to go to or the URL. AMAC.us slash Regan. Sign up or renew today and join forces with all of us there. More than 2 million Americans that are working really hard to preserve our way of life. Good, good stuff. Um, but again, it, this inflation, it really bothers me because I think now we're, we're spiraling towards something that may be increasingly out of our control. I have seen this in my career. I've seen it uh, at various times, certainly in the year 2000 with the tech bubble that burst. I had actually just moved to San Francisco in the winter, January of 2001. And I was starting my job at CBS Market Watch there in San Francisco, which was headquartered there at the time. And it was the strangest, kind of most depressing thing. I remember because I also reported for the local station there, one of the stories that we did was how you couldn't get a U-Haul for three months. The wait time was insane. I was living in corporate housing with my husband at the time. And in in the span of the, the three months, say from January to March, rents plummeted. So the, the apartments that we were looking at, they, I mean, it was good for us, right? Because, you know, the rents were so high and they just kept coming down, down, down. But it was a scary time as well because we were there for, you know, the, the good times, right? But what happened to that party? That party crashed so fast. It was so over. Everybody was leaving the city in droves. That tech mania was over. The bubble had burst. Well, it happened again in 2008 and in a much more serious and systemic way. And now I fear we could be charging towards something that, again, is also very problematic, not like what we saw in 2000. And by the way, 2000 was bad. I mean, think about, think about how long it took, like 15 years for the NASDAQ to get back to the level it had been at in the year 2000. So these are serious problems. And my biggest concern is whether or not we could be marching towards a systemic crisis all of 2008. And we don't have. We don't have any powder that has been kept dry by the Federal Reserve to be able to manage it, nor by our federal government, because they've just been out there spending and effectively trying to mitigate what the Federal Reserve is doing. The Federal Reserve needs to do more. The Federal Reserve needs to act swiftly. Otherwise, we're going to be looking at a kind of lost decade with additional problems to come. Consider what's going on in the UK. I mean, this is really, really serious stuff. So think about it in terms of your investing right now. But, um, on a happier note, you see somebody, do you see somebody taking a little nap right behind me? A little teeny somebody. This is, uh, if you're, if you're listening on Apple iTunes, all the more reason for you to go over to the YouTube channel or to Rumble or to Facebook because I post these videos there of the show and you're going to see a very cute little dog. I don't dare go and wake him up right now. 
He loves to sleep back there. He is such a, a big part of my life and my family's life. You know, I say I didn't grow up with a dog, but it's just the most wonderful thing. And it's a great thing for kids to have that experience. I was a little bit afraid of dogs, believe it or not. Um, bad experience as a kid. So I decided to get a little one, just a little, little one. And this little guy is just everything to me. He goes places with me. I put him in my purse. He loves the purse. Um, <laughs> he's just a terrific little guy and so good for my family and so good for my kids, which is why I care so much about keeping him healthy, making sure that he has the right nutrients to live a long and healthy life. He's just three, four years old, three and a half. Um, and, and he, I want him to, I want him to be here with us as long as he can be. So I was so excited to meet naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. He's a former army ranger, just a wonderful guy who's so, so focused on health, both for himself and also for his dogs. He's got bigger dogs than mine, much, much bigger dogs, but he came up with a, a wonderful sort of prescription for dogs to supplement to the food that they otherwise eat. It is called Rough Greens, and it's like a little powder that you just put on top of, in my case, Fluffy's food. I mix it in, and he loves it. It's got all the vitamins, it's got all the antioxidants, all the digestive enzymes that Fluffy needs to really be as healthy as he can be, to sleep well, as you can see him doing, and to play well, and to have that fluffy, silky, soft coat. He is just an incredibly well-behaved dog. Amazing. I know everybody says this about their dogs, okay? So don't get me wrong. I want to hear about your dog, by the way. If you haven't sent me a picture, I love getting pictures of dogs. So maybe include it in the notes below. Let me see it. I look at all those notes. So do include it. I I think that just having a dog is, has been such a game changer for me and for my life. I keep joking about how the left has nothing on me because I got my own. I got my own therapy animal over there. But he's just wonderful. And I want the very, very best for him. Rough Greens, roughgreens.com really makes me secure in knowing that he's getting all those vitamins he needs. So you can get it too. I, I encourage you to do it. I know your dog's going to love it. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if he, if he didn't. I know Fluffy, who's kind of a picky eater, very, very picky eater, actually. Um, he, he's very discerning. And so he loved it immediately. So go to roughgreens.com, get your free trial bag. All you have to pay for is shipping. And if you don't like it, no harm, no foul. So go check it out and uh, know that uh, Fluffy says hello and <laughs> encourages you to do that as well. Anyway, as always, wonderful to have you here. Do me the favor of subscribing to the show on Apple iTunes. We got to dig into this because there's a lot going on in the UK. I think everybody needs to be really thoughtful about their investments right now. I know I'm going to have another Q&A session with you. And I encourage you to sign up for that. We had a live Q&A with, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. And I had some special guests, including the head of Legacy Precious Metals. And we weren't there to talk gold, but just to talk about the general environment that we're in. I think there's a lot of different ways you can approach all this. I'm not a financial advisor, so I, I want to get that disclaimer out there. I'm just a, a journalist who watches all this stuff very, very carefully. And I can tell you, at least in my own portfolio, that I became really, really conservative actually beginning in January. And I'm happy that I did, given all that has ensued. I think that you need to be thoughtful about where you're putting your money. I think things like dividend stocks are worthwhile. I mean, hey, at least the stock is going down. My parents always said that. They actually invested in a lot of dividend stocks back in the 70s. 
And they always said, if the stock's going down, at least you know you're getting paid a little something. I think that's a worthwhile mantra to remember. I think uh, assets like treasuries, right? Who would have thought treasuries? But you're looking at well over 4% now, even on the two years. So you can look at a six-month treasury. You can look at a 10-year treasury. At least you're getting paid for something. It's not quite inflation, of course, but at least you're not losing money. If you keep it in cash, you are losing money. And then, you know, if you're in it for the long haul, things like gold as well matter as well. So, and then, and I'm just going to say this, you always want to have a little bit of something on the side that you can put to work for maybe some of those more aggressive style investments in money that you wouldn't mind losing. Um, then there's the safeties, the safety plays like treasury I bonds, right? Savings bonds. If you put money away, you can put up to $10,000 per member or per business if you have a small business per family. So that can be pretty substantial. And right now, I think the rate on that is somewhere around 9% guaranteed. And you can take it out if it's for educational purposes, say for your kids to go to college, you can take that out tax-free. So there's a lot of different things you could and should be looking at. We're going to get into that more this week here on this program. But just know, these are uncharted territory, uncharted waters. This is uncharted territory. And while I have seen some of these things before in my 22-year career covering this stuff, this is a unique situation. And I, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. I love having you here. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I'll see you tomorrow. 